If you know that tune that I was just humming, you might be a recent graduate, or maybe you have somebody in your life who is recently graduating from high school, college. I know they do things now for middle school graduations, or maybe you're just someone transitioning into your career. Well, this week's episode is all about our advice that we have for folks who are graduating, no matter what level you're at, or if you're just thinking about getting into the event industry. I'm Logan Clements. I'm one of your co-hosts for the Better Events Podcast. And this week's episode is really a fun exercise that Mary and I did where we kind of reflected on what advice we would have given to 18-year-old us, what advice we would have given to you know early 20s us, and then just anybody else who's looking to get into the industry. So no matter if you are one of those folks or if you're one of our listeners not going through one of these transitional times, there is something in there for you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. And I'm so sorry for my singing. <laughs> Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. This is Mary Davidson, one of your co-hosts, and also Logan Clements, our other co-host, is here. And we are excited to talk about career advice for graduates and folks transitioning today. So welcome back. We're glad you're here. Let's start with our conversation starter. So Logan, what was your favorite subject in school? I feel like it's quite fitting for the theme of our episode today. Uh, My favorite subject in school was math. I very Nerd. much, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed math. I actually, fun fact, my major entering college was math because I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. And I was like, well, I like math. So let's just go with a math major. Um, numbers just made sense to me. I don't, I honestly don't have anything other than that, that it just, it made sense. And so I enjoyed it. Um, and I think I had some really good teachers along the way that made it, kept, kept it fun and maybe didn't call us nerds at least to our faces. <laughs> hey. Mary, what was your what was your favorite subject in school? Yeah, well, it was not math. I could see how math how, you're good at math, so this this tracks. Um mine was probably like history for a long time. Like I always liked learning about history or about like as I got older and went to college like social structures, like it was always about like people. Um which I thought I still think is interesting. It was always always fun. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say history or specifically like medieval times. I always thought was cool. I have this running joke with, um, some just Logan, I'm sure I don't know if I've even said this to you before, but like anytime I travel for events, if there's another like event pro friend of ours, that's there. I'm like, so are we going to go to medieval times because they're like everywhere. I feel like events are happening. Um, anyway, I like that. I think it's cool. So that's mine. Oh gosh. Medieval times. Uh, that's a fun one. Um, yeah, I think, you know, this is just getting us, getting us back in the mindset of maybe what we were when we were at school age, whether that's high school or college or post-grad, but we wanted to talk this about this topic this week because I feel like we're in graduation season. So if you're listening, this is an episode truly for folks who are, you know, just graduating or transitioning careers, or honestly, it's just going to be good advice for anybody. So even if you are in your career, you've been established and you're just looking to see 
you know, just some other nuggets. Mary and I are going to put our proverbial back in time hats on to try to imagine what it would be like uh, and what advice we would give to younger us or younger you guys who are out there and still figuring it out. So we aren't going to sing the song for you. I was singing it earlier for Mary for the graduation song. It, it, it'll, it's already stuck in my head, Mary. I already we got pop and circumstance. It was, it was a beautiful <laughs> rendition. <laughs> um, but to kick us off, Mary, if 18-year-old you could see you now, what would they say? Hmm. I mean, this one gave me like the feels a little bit. I think if 18-year-old me saw me now, they would ask me like, how? Like, how did you do? How did you, how did you start your, your business? Like, how did that happen? Because that was never something that was part of my trajectory. I'd never thought that this is what I would be doing with my life or my time. And so I think 18-year-old me would have just been like, they'd probably like, Oh yeah, I get that you're doing events. Like that makes sense. <laughs> but but how did you start a business? Like that just feels so far away, I think. So I would like to think that there is like a little bit of, of wonder there. I don't know. My 18-year-old brain was just so I don't know, viewed the world much smaller than my current one now does. So it would probably blow our mind a little bit. But what about you? What would 18-year-old Logan say about you now? I think it'd be similar. It would be like, wait, what? But then also kind of, I mean, 18-year-old Logan would be very stoked about the things and the projects I've worked on yeah. and uh, all the travel that I've done. I had not traveled much at 18, but I remember like wanting to go everywhere. So the fact that I get paid to go places, I think 18-year-old me would find it really fun. But yes, yeah, similar to you, would probably be confused. Uh, wouldn't totally understand how I got there. And the fact that I work for myself, I don't think was on my radar. 18-year-old me had never really seen that as like a dream or a goal uh, to be working for myself. But I think I'd be happy. I just also think I'd laugh at myself a little bit. 18 year old me be like, wait, what are we doing? We're technical now. How did that what? happen? When you're doing nothing with math, <laughs> we have a podcast. Yeah. You have a YouTube channel. What is happening? And be yeah. Like, yeah. It's, you know, it's a twists and turns of life. 18 year old me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the YouTube channel like tracks because kids in like college and high school are always making like stupid videos, but now your videos are not stupid. They are amazing. And there's lots of tips and tricks in there, but I don't know. I would, I don't think I would have, I, I don't think I'd, if 18 year old me would not have had the confidence to start mm. a YouTube channel, mm. I would definitely have gotten hung up on the being, making it perfect before I released it. So mm -hmm. again, I think maybe yeah, I'd be cool. That would be like a cool thing I did for 18 year old me. Huh. Be like, oh, we must be so cool now. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? Um, this, yeah, this is something that's interesting to think about. What is also something that you wish that you could say to your 18-year-old self? This one gets me in my feels because mm -hmm. I think, I mean, while it's one of those where you can't really go back and like change the past, but I just think, I think I would want to have been more compassionate for myself. So like, just as like an 18-year-old, just like, it's okay. <laughs> you don't know what you want to do. You don't really have an answer to that, that question, even of what you want your major to be, because I know I know 18 year old me just picked math because we liked math, but didn't think through what careers in math that you would use. Um, and just, yeah, I think you're, you're doing everything you can do. And I would just want it to, you know, have a little bit more self-love. I definitely struggled, I feel like, with um, some body image issues and things that now once we're older, you look back at photos and 
you wish you could go back to younger you and just hug you and be like, you're, you're great. You're an athlete. You know, your body's going to look different just because you're athletic, not for any other reason. And you know, that it's going to be okay and stop wishing that you look different. Oh, for reals. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, a hard question. I think that I would say probably to my 18 year old self, like you can't control what other people think. And I still have to say this to my current self, but I used to say like, it doesn't matter what other people think, but I, I think it kind of matters a little bit to me, but I know that, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm tr- anyway, trying to learn, but 18 year old me definitely didn't know that you can't control what other people think. And it would have been nice to realize a little sooner, but um, I'd say that's one thing. And another thing is too that, um, and I hinted at this before, I felt like my worldview was so small at 18 that I would never have thought that I was meant for more. And so I would like love to say that to anybody at any point in their life, but especially those who are just trying to figure out their lives. I think that like we as like humans are super capable um, and that like we need to be challenged and amazing things can come of it, but it's also going to be really hard. But I just think that like we're meant for for more than maybe what a lot of us end up spending our time doing. And so, yeah, I don't know. I I think that those are things that I would say to myself. I don't know if myself, my 18 year old self would have been like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know if I would have listened to me, but yeah, we can still say it. For it. But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can still say it. And maybe it would mean something coming coming from future you if you ever ran into 18 year old you. But uh, Mary, what's some advice you wish you'd gotten when you graduated from college? Um, I wish I would have been told, maybe like heads up, Mary, if you graduate with a sociology degree with no hard skills, you're probably not going to be able to get a real job. <laughs> I don't know. Just like I, after college, I had like a you know life crisis because I was like, okay, so like my my college was on my radar my whole life. I was like, I'm going to college, and then I went to college, and then what? What do you then? What do you do? And so I think like advice <laughs> to graduated um, college me would have just been like, I don't know, figure out more or like what you want to do, like like try out things, um, explore different industries. Uh, know your value, like figure out what your skills are and really try to to sell those to potential employers. Because I kind of just always took what was available and ended up not liking many, many of my jobs. Like average worked at places like four to six months. Like that was me. I was always leaving, always changing, didn't like it, which I actually, you know, looking back, I'm kind of glad I did it that way because eventually I just, I didn't stick around places too long in a way that I like finally ended up where I wanted to be. But also I could have saved a lot of like time and just annoyance if maybe I had really thought more or like shadowed or interviewed people in different industries and just got got an idea of what was out there. So that's what I would say. But what about you? What would you say to your graduated college self? I feel like I have a number of things, but my first one would be in line with what you just got at of just like your first job won't make or break you. It is not, and it's something when you're graduating or if you, even in high school, this could feel scary, but I remember feeling very nervous in my final two years of college because I knew a lot of folks who knew exactly what they wanted to do, or they knew they wanted to be a consultant, or they were going to med school, or they're going to law school, or whatever it was, and I felt like I was kind of in this minority where I was truly like, I don't know, and my first job out of college came at like a very 
it literally was two very opposite paths of either going to grad school to get a master's in education and help international students acclimate to the US or go to China and work at a digital marketing agency. While there's like an international thread that's the same, it's like they're very different. And this is coming from the girl that if you'd asked, I would have said 18 year old me probably would have been like, are we working for ESPN yet? You know, as like a reporter, like, you know, and it, it's just one of those that I want to I want to encourage anyone listening and know this now if you're transitioning, like your first job doesn't make or break you really to Mary's point, like track what you like, track what you don't like. If you have a job that you absolutely hated, like write all those things down. Maybe you want the opposite of that. Um, but just knowing that like you can always change. And I feel like I've come across folks who've pivoted in their 20s, pivoted in their 30s, pivoted in their 40s, 50s is never too late to like redo or try something different if it's not working for you. Um, and I feel like that can help take some of the weight off your shoulders when you're 22, 23, trying to figure out like that first job is going to probably be hard no matter what, because it's your first job. It's like Mary said, like you're coming out of college with a degree, but it's not work. You haven't been working. So you adjusted to college life. You don't have to adjust to working life. Do you have another, any other, another tip, Mary, for college grads or high school well, grads we can say too? Yeah. Well, I would say like, I don't know if this is like controversial or not, but I would say say yes to things like like things that will help your life or career like those types of things not bad things don't say don't say yes to those things but like but like yeah say yes to things that um like opportunities that come because i think when i was 18 i said no to things out of fear right because i like didn't know what you know i just didn't know stuff and so i would say like no like that's scary i'm not gonna do it i'm always gonna choose the safe option but by saying yes to opportunities that come, it's just crazy how much you can learn, how much more you can see and like this vast, like quick way of learning and getting experience. So I'd say like, just, just say yes and see what happens for a period of time. Because when you're 18, you have that flexibility to say yes and be a little bit more like crazy and all over the place. So say yes and see what opportunities come. It's a great point. Cause I feel like it is, you're in a season that you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to try different things and be a little all over the place and not saying you can't be that way when you're older, but it's definitely more of a, you know, society accepts it that in your early mid twenties, you're still figuring it out. Or if you're 18 and you're choosing not to go to college because you want to figure it out in a different way, that's also, you know, an opportunity uh, that you can have. I think my next one is the realization that you, you don't have to do anything except pay taxes everybody has to pay taxes. But other than that, <laughs> you literally don't have to do anything. And this is something that came out of me realizing that I feel, and I'm still working through this today, that there's a lot of shoulds in our life. There's a lot of things we've absorbed from family, from friends, from you know social media, from TV shows, movies, whatever is what you're using. As the oldest child, I feel like I use TV a lot and movies for telling me what my high school experience should be like, what my college experience should look like, what does working after college look like? And there were these just baked in shoulds in my head that I had a friend who shook me out of them once. And I'm still working through them now to shake myself out of like being like, oh, I should stay in my job for two years. And it's like, well, where does that come from? Who's saying that? Seems like it's more of like a, you know, industry advice is saying you should stay. But if you're miserable and you don't like it anymore, like who's to say that moving on to something different wouldn't be better for you than forcing yourself to not like it for the next, you know, year, just to hit that two year mark. There's no, you don't get a trophy if you hit two years. Um, and I think to your point, Mary, of like not really having that roadmap after college, like it is very much choose your own adventure and that can feel scary. 
but it's also liberating just to realize that there's nothing you have to do. There's no order of things you have to do them in, um, except taxes. Please pay your taxes. <laughs> if you get anything from this episode, pay your taxes. <laughs> uh, that's interesting though. My, I, um, my therapist has talked to me a lot about shoulds and she's like, just like if you, if this is like a new concept for you and you're listening to this, just like identify how often your brain thinks I need to go do that. Cause I should. Like just identify it. And it's like all the time. It's quite interesting. So I think that's a really good point. And kudos to your friend, whoever that was that brought that to you. Broke, but broke me out of it. It was yeah. someone who also very much lives to that mindset of like, there's no shoulds. You can just make it yourself. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. Um, I feel like another one, if you're a high school grad or even if you're a college grad, but my I say my always my toxic trait is I want everyone to travel. And so if you were a high school grad, I would highly encourage you to study abroad. It is a great way to experience another part of the world outside of our U.S. North American bubble. And it's usually in a very safe space where you have professors, you have a support system, they figure out your housing for you. Like it is a very low stakes way to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I studied abroad in China and it was not when I was 18. We never, China wasn't on my radar at all. <laughs> that was something from like getting stuck with Chinese at, you know, my freshman orientation. But I, and I went abroad to just be done with credits, not even because I had this thinking when I was 18, 19. This is since going abroad. I'm like, everyone should go abroad. And you can go to Europe, you can go to any country, just get out of the US, go a place where English is not the predominant language. And you'll be surprised by how much you're going to learn about yourself the U.S., our home cultures, by just putting yourself in something else. And I'm like, you don't have to like it. You don't have to stay forever. Do a semester, do a month, do a couple weeks, whatever it is. But like studying abroad is such a low stakes way to to just expand your worldview. Yeah, I totally agree. I went like not abroad for the first time, but like somewhere that was drastically enough different from my normal life when I was 19. Changed my life. Totally agree. Recommend it to everybody. Um, and then also in high uh, for like advice to uh, my high school self, I would say, um, like, uh, I guess, so I guess for some context, when I was in high school, I like wanted to be friends with a lot of people. I felt like I was like friends with people who were in different groups or like cliques, if you will. And, and I like loved just trying to meet as many people as I could, but I, but also like, sometimes I was like, I don't know, I feel like this isn't the best way. I wish I had like just a core group of like super close friends versus like this variety of people that I know. But I would say if I could like give myself any advice, I would say I think it's a really good like character trait to be able to make friends with different types of people. Because then when you start working or even in business, that's kind of what it is. It's networking and talking and working with people who are from any kind of background. They are in different industries. Like you just work with so many people. So um, I've seen some some like people close to me in my life who've struggled with that a little bit more because they were like only friends with their sister, which is cool. I didn't have a sister, so I didn't have that. But <laughs> my point is like it's helpful to kind of expand your horizons and try to meet as many people as you can because that's something that will really serve you later on when you're actually trying to grow yourself in your career, I think. Yeah. No, I think that's a great a great tip for anybody graduating or transitioning at all. Um, my, my final one that comes to mind for like high school, college kind of dovetails with my should. Yeah, you know, there's nothing you have to do advice, but I just had this funny thing when I was 18 that I felt and, and in, in my early 20s that I feel like a lot of my friends thought our lives would end like 
when we're 30. Like it was this magical 30 was this scary milestone that once we turned 30, it was like no fun would be had. We're not allowed to go out on weeknights. Like you need to have your life sorted. You need to know your career. You need to be married. You need to have kids. You need to do like there was a lot of shoulds that I feel like because I was in a in a bubble of fellow folks my own age, to your point, Mary, of getting out there and meeting lots of people. For me, it was really eye opening when I moved to China because there weren't that many young graduates in China. So my social group was quite diverse in backgrounds and especially in ages. So I was friends with folks in their 30s, folks in their 40s. And I was like the baby at 23, 24. And it to me, I just remember just having my mind blown of like, you you know, life doesn't stop after 30. I don't know why in my head I had this should, but it truly did. And now it's funny, you know, thinking about that because I'm 31 now. So it's like, you know, I'm in my 30s and I still feel like I'm thriving and learning and doing all kinds of stuff that, you know, I was doing when I was younger. But if anything, I'm more self-actualized and confident and understand my worth more than maybe I did when I was in my 20s. So it's like, I'm just a better version, I guess. So just don't, don't like give yourself a countdown in your head that like you have to have certain things set by a certain time. If it's not 30 for you, maybe it's 40 or whatever it is. Like just you make plans and I feel like the universe can kind of laugh at them sometimes. So um, just, just know that, you know, you can make changes at any time in your life. Yeah, definitely. I super agree. Especially because when those timelines don't happen, you're naturally like way more disappointed. So it's better to be open-minded for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about someone who's transitioning into freelance or running their own business? What kind of advice would you have for them? Ooh, I feel like we again we could do a whole episode on this. We've done a little bit of, I feel like we've yeah. teased a bit about this. But yeah, if you're someone who's transitioning into freelance, I feel like understanding that no one is going to advocate for you except yourself is something that I just have to, I feel like I just need to reiterate and I still reiterate it to myself now. But I just think when you're new, you might just be a little bit more naive and hopeful that the folks hiring you have your best interests in heart. And so what does that mean? That means like negotiating your rate, knowing what for you, you know, don't be afraid to ask for more money. Don't be afraid to ask clarifying questions. Um, because I feel like when you first get it, getting started, you're just happy to get the gig. And while that might be the case for your first gig, you just want to say yes to say yes to try something new. That's great. But know that then project number two, you should negotiate. You should advocate for yourself because some folks who hire you will have your best interest, but a lot of folks are really just going to be thinking about themselves. And so you need to advocate for you. It's a little different, like, cause you don't have a boss, I guess is the point I'm making. How about you, Mary? What would you advice would you give to someone who's transitioning into freelance and running their own business? We've talked about it a lot. Just like set your boundaries, figure out what they are and then really try to stick with them. I wish I had them way sooner. But I was very much like, uh, I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> but I wish I had gone in kind of a little like stricter with myself. Um, but also something else I would say is that this is ironic, maybe given our episode. But when I first started my business, everybody had advice for me. It was like, you know, like I ha I like chose out mentors or I like networked with people who like had been doing it a long time because I wanted to learn from them. And so like I was inviting the advice. So it was it was good. Um but also they like you could tell they had learned a lot of hard lessons. And so they were just like really like sharing stuff with me, which was cool. But unfortunately, I'm the kind of person who can like like hear it, but I still have to learn it for myself. And sometimes I'm frustrated that I have to, to continue to learn that way. But I do. And so like when I started, the number one thing people were telling me is like, find your ideal client, 
find who they are. Only do work with them. You're going to be happier if you work with an ideal client and not just anybody who comes your way. But I'm over here like, I just want any client. I'm just trying to build a business. So I'm going to say yes to anything, Um, which I think would be my advice in this situation is when you're starting, say yes to stuff. And I, this was like, and I said this tip for something else earlier, but in this situation, say yes, because that is how you figure out who your ideal client is. Don't close yourself off to opportunities because you never know what can come of them. And so what I really enjoy doing now are some of the events I've been able to be a part of. I never would have like thought that I had enjoyed that if I hadn't tried. And so, um, yeah, I guess just figure it out for yourself and eventually you, you will find out who your ideal client is. That's, yeah, that's that's a great point. I feel like for for helping get started, that's contrary to some people's advice, which I like. And I think you you sparked for me. I feel like my annoyance when I first started my business was I was getting a lot of unsolicited business advice from folks who just heard I was on my you know doing my own thing, and so that to kind of I guess it kind of counters, but goes with your point of also though take everybody's advice with a grain of salt, including yeah, Mary and I's. Yeah, like the oh, beauty definitely. of this world is you can like cherry pick what you feel applies to you and your situation and what's happening. And that's easier said than done because again, there's a lot of different theories out there. And so it, I know I got frustrated being like, I just wish someone would tell me this is going to work, do this. But unfortunately that's not how it works. You have to figure it out for yourself for some of these things, but just know, know that everyone's giving you advice from like their own lens. Cause I think I had some very negative experiences with some people giving me advice where I was like, you're clearly coming at it from a burnout or like you didn't have boundaries. That doesn't mean I, you have to emulate that, but just kind of like clock it in your head, what, where they're coming from and then see if it kind of applies to your situation. Um, and, and advocate like to my earlier point, just advocate for yourself. Only you are going to know what works for you. I have folks right now that tell me that my travel schedule, I've been on this last busy event season. They're like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, yeah, I get tired sometimes, but I, I do love it. Like it's, it's, it's someone's dream, like it's someone's nightmare schedule. But for me, it's been really fun. I've gotten to hang out with, see my family a lot more, hang out with friends who, and reconnect with them who I haven't in a while. Like it is, it is, I am enjoying it. Um, but I will have folks who just, yeah, they say like, I look at that and I'm just exhausted. I'm just like, well, I'm not exhausted. So it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I, when I started my business, I joined this networking group that I ended up leaving. And one of the main reasons was because I was getting so much unsolicited advice from those that had more experience than me. And it got to a point where I was just frustrated. Like everything they said to me was a piece of advice or like, here's a suggestion, like stuff like that, where I'm like, enough, I can't handle it. So I think that's a good point. All in irony to this episode, but hopefully if you click to listen, you were, you know, open-minded about this episode. So we're not just whisking all this advice on you, but um, yeah. Um, with, what, what what else should we talk about with this topic, Logan? Anything else we didn't cover? There's probably so much we could say. I, I just, you know, I feel like just some final words for those listening. If you're in, you're graduating or you're transitioning to a new career, just know like it is, we go through seasons in our lives and these feelings aren't going to last forever. So whether it's excitement or nervousness or fear or anxiety or joy, whatever it is, like it's going to, like it will pass. And that's, you know, this too shall pass, I feel like is a quote that I always have written down somewhere. And that's, it can be sad if you think it's like, that means happy times will also pass, but it's also encouraging because anytime that means stressful times and things will pass. So you'll be eventually like Mary and I, no matter which category you fall in, that you will then get to reflect back to what you wish you could have told 18 year old you 
um, or college you or starting your own business you. So awesome. Well, then that brings us to the end of our episode. And I have the bonus tip for today, which is a little um, different as they are. Sometimes they're just tips for events. And so this one is a random tip for an event. So if you're doing an event, like you're working it, it's day of, you're like in the grind of an event and someone's like, oh, we need to do this. Make sure that like you as the event person is like, okay, who's going to do it? And then make sure. So I guess what I'm getting at is I've been in a lot of circumstances in day of when there's when there's moments of like, you know, you really do just have to get stuff done at that time. Someone says some like need in the world and then no one commits to doing it. And then it doesn't get done. And then there's this moment of who did this or who didn't do it. And so take that moment to be like, great, so-and-so you're doing that, or I'm going to do that. Great. You know, and move on. And so I've experienced this recently. And I would say that is my bonus tip for today. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mary. That brings us to the end of our episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You're welcome to connect with Mary and I directly on LinkedIn as well. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And as always, we appreciate you for listening and we'll be back in your feeds again next Wednesday. 